Hi there, and welcome to the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast, where I, Caitlin Fritz, help you reach your entrepreneurial potential. Together, we can build your dream social impact business so that you can leave a legacy beyond your nine to five. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Entrepreneurship Podcast. If you are just joining for us for the first time, thank you. I'd love to introduce myself. I'm Caitlin Fritz. I am a Forbes-recognized entrepreneur, an enterprise educator, and business coach who's worked with over 650 founders worldwide to build, grow, and scale their impact-led business. And what we're here to talk about on the Everyday Entrepreneurship podcast is lessons from individuals who have been there, inspiring stories of entrepreneurs building their impact business, and of course, some tried and true practical tips that you can implement in your business journey starting today. And I'm really, really excited to welcome this incredible guest to share her story with us today. Her name is Sunny Sekon, and I have known her now, I want to say, more than a year, but it might just be a year because 2023 has been quite long. Sunny is doing incredible work in providing branding and marketing for impact-led businesses through her agency, Defy Brands. Now, what's interesting about Sunny is she has gone full circle in her entrepreneurial career. First, working in corporates, to then breaking out on her own, starting a social enterprise for impact-led businesses, and now the corporates are coming to her, like the City of London Corporation and other major brands, to embed impact messaging and strategy into their brand and marketing. What I also love about Sunny is her real take on entrepreneurship. She shares with us in this interview why she went down a social enterprise route, really living out her personal as well as her professional beliefs in the work she does day in and day out, and how she is changing the game for impact-led brands everywhere. Nothing is off limits in this conversation. We talk about what it's like being a woman founder all the way to getting and securing your first client as a brand new agency. So I am looking forward to it. So let's jump right in. Hello, I am here with Sunny today. Welcome, Sunny. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for having me on your show today. I'm super excited for our conversation. I am absolutely thrilled. So, Sunny, you are the founder of Defy Brands, which is a leading women-owned branding impact consultancy, and you have been awarded countless recognition awards for your work, most recently becoming a B Corps which congratulations. Um, Do you want to share with everyone what Defy Brands does? Yeah, sure. So we're a branding impact consultancy. We're working with mission-led entrepreneurs, businesses, those that genuinely have a product or a service which benefits 
people, communities and the planet. So we're branding their impact. So looking at whether it's projects, initiatives or creating that business, how do we really accelerate their impact and create the right stories that helps them to reach these audiences? And I know you are an absolute powerhouse behind this brand. So how did this all get started? Wow. So I think, you know, COVID, where a lot of us all kind of had our bright ideas, I was fortunate. I was in a situation where I thought it's time to take some time out. I'd worked several years in big corporate industries, um, agency world, and I just wanted a bit of me time. But a client of mine who was following me in terms of my progress got in touch and was like, hey, we've got a project that we'd love you to come on board. And I came on board as someone that was internally working on the brand. And he's the one that kind of pushed me to say, hey, why don't you think a bit more about what you would like to do with this agency of yours. And I was thinking, you're right, my kind of firsthand experiences in the industry, there's a lot of challenges, a lot of people or brands or even the agencies I work with, the shared values weren't there in terms of those prioritizing more the profits over the well-being of people. So I thought to myself, if I'm going to create something that's a social enterprise, and that was a no-brainer, it had to be a social enterprise, I just wanted it to line to more of the principles and beliefs that I'm akin towards you. So I'm a Sikh, I practice my religion, and we practice seva. And if you don't know much about that, that's about, you know, a selfless service. It's what you do for others over yourself. And that's always been something integral to my kind of like life. And I thought to myself, this is what I want Defies Foundations to be based on. I want a mission that, you know, business genuinely is a force for good. How can we genuinely contribute and make something more equitable in the world? It's it's shocking. There was a piece of research Design Week did many moons ago, and they uncovered there was only about 11% of women in like senior leadership roles. And I thought to myself, this has got to be the right platform to give women more opportunities to try and lead and drive, you know, the positive transformation that's needed in the industry. I love that. And I think using business for good, Mm. you practice what you preach. And I know what you just said there, you said being a social enterprise was a no brainer. So for some people, a marketing, a branding agency taking on a social enterprise formation, Mm. which, you know, is different than a for profit and different than a not for profit. How did you choose that? How was that a no-brainer for you? And also, how was that taken in the industry? Do you know, there was this conception in terms of like, can this social enterprise be a business that is going to thrive? Like, you know, the notion that only a traditional practice is one that can succeed. But actually, we have defied convention. We've actually proven as a having a social model, a social enterprise model, we can actually thrive. You know, I think it's been a imperative in our story when people want to know more about Defy. And, you know, I often talk to people like, what's your value proposition? What truly makes you different to all the others? And when we're able to say, hey, you know, we think a bit more about the clients we work with, the brands we want to associate ourselves with. We think more about design for good. What is it we're creating and is it having a great impact out there? But the part of the social enterprise is just another layer where people are like, great, you know, you've got on the one hand, you're giving platform to more women to come into Defy and lead design excellence. But then you're taking the profits of your business and we're putting it towards a grassroots project. That's going to be my next goal for next year. And it's taken me a while to realize where 
are the profits going into the our social impact project but it's it's actually shocked people how well we are doing and how we are reaching and we are creating disruption and i think the awards you mentioned for me i see them as like levers of change people are recognizing our mission people are realizing actually we are creating the right impact and people do want to recognize that and award us with those achievements so it just helps us to amplify our voices a bit more i love that i love that and you are absolutely changing the game i mean i've seen some of your major clients you have you know Redefine Meat, City of London Corporation. These are big names in the industry. So how how did you get that first client yeah, into um, the Defy brand network? I think it's, it's, I kind of like you touched upon it earlier. I've had relationships with all my clients that have been meaningful. They've just been ones where when you meet the right entrepreneurs and you think to yourself, we're akin, we're sharing the same values, we want to create better out there. And I had the great opportunity where, you know, those that are still following my journey have moved on from the days where we worked in agency world and redefine me with one of them that approached us. They were they were kind of like our first unknown clients before I even set up Defy. And I was like, you know, I need to set up a business because if I'm going to be doing this, if I'm going to be consulting, next thing it led into, actually, I need to put a creative team together. I need to think about, you know, production. And I was privy enough that I've worked in so many great agencies during COVID. A lot of people went freelance. So it's able to pull this together. But, you know, it's a testament that they wholeheartedly trusted us but the great thing about Redefine Meat was they instantly wanted to back everything in terms of my mission about, okay, if we're going to do this, I want to get more women at the forefront. You know, you're the leading food tech brand in the world. You're, you're like the second brand that's out there. We've been able to take you from, you know, your home territory into an international market where you're across 4,000 restaurants right now. You've got the likes of Michelin star chefs like Joaquin Gurner, Marco Pierre White. You know, you've got these big names that are behind you. And this is because the women that came together to create this brand really did something that redefined what was to be expected. So we're still working with them three years down the line. And, you know, we're part of some amazing advocacy network groups that support women in business ethnic minority businesses and you know they've been able to recognize you know that work that we're doing is really impactful and it's just led into conversations like you know the city of london that have been yeah let's let's try this partnership and they've been fantastic we've had lots of referrals and it's expanding our reach it's it's phenomenal honestly i could not write this how it's happening but it's working <laughs> it, is, it is like a fairy tale and Ooh. and before before we jumped on i thought it was really funny because we had this moment where you kind of started in this more corporate space. Yes. You build a business that have impact that's now redefining the corporate space. Totally. It's 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 just gone like completely full circle to think a bit about the kind of, you know, the brands we worked with. And I think most of them, like, you know, it's privy to work with Unilever. And I think that's kind of like set me alight as well when they put this, the sustainable living plan together. And that was when Paul Pullman was like, you know, CEO. And his vision, like, honestly, when you thought about it, yes, he's demonstrating how a business can be purposeful and still make profits. But I found it challenging working in the agencies that I did. And, you know, it's one of those things like we're preaching, but we're not practicing. And mm -hmm. that's the thing where I just felt that jar. And I thought, you know, the great thing about Defy Brands is we're actually going to practice what we preach. So with these corporates now, we genuinely are like, hey, 
we are a responsible business ourselves. We've got great policies in place, hence our B Corp. And therefore, there's this great affinity finding those brands and companies that want to work with us. So I have to be a little cheeky here. So have you turned clients down if they don't meet your kind of impact metrics and your, your kind of mission? We do. We get quite a lot of uh, inquiries, whether they come through Instagram or LinkedIn. And I do take the time. I will look through everything. And if I feel like actually, you know, some of these entrepreneurs, good on them, they've got a great business plan, a great idea, but actually it's not benefiting the people you're serving. And actually there isn't a an unmet need through this. And actually, I think you're fueling more into the environment that actually is unnecessary. And my experience in the last, you know, we're coming up to three years now, all these inquiries that come through have kind of like shaped a bit of the storytelling. And I was quite bold. One of my clients was like, it's really bold what you put on your your homepage. It's just right out there to say, I genuinely will only work with brands that are creating better. If you want us to help you accelerate, answer these four questions and there are other businesses out there there are other consultants that perhaps will work with these brands but for defy while we have this platform while we have this voice we really want to kind of like accelerate accelerate the right impact for our clients i love that though because it's almost like you are putting out there the people you want to attract yeah absolutely absolutely so obviously that that is bold you know, especially as like a new agency, but you've grown so, so much over the past couple of years. So I would love to know, you know, you've had this explosive growth, but what kind of hurdles have you experienced? One, in building an agency that is so proactive in its mission. And two, you know, being a female entrepreneur, in this kind of disruptive space? Were there any mindset, you know, barriers that you had to overcome? Yeah, I think we all get this. And I didn't realize like, you know, at the onset, there's this whole thing about where you feel like, I can't do this. Cause you know, I've always been tucked under the umbrella of another brand, another agency, and therefore those successes are their successes. And actually this imposter syndrome, which I was like, I didn't even know that existed. Like I couldn't even bear to put myself on LinkedIn. I was like, oh no, cringe. I don't want anyone to read what I'm doing, where I'm going with this. And, you know, immediately it's that thing, oh gosh, what if I fail? I've publicly announced that I'm doing this and then it's going to lead to failure. So I just think there's this massive mindset piece where now I'm just like, I just don't even think about it. I just get on with it. And it's crazy how the cheerleaders are people I've not heard from in a while that have been able to come in there and talk to me a bit about, this is brilliant what you're doing, would love for you to kind of meet other people. And you're like, this is great, you know, these referrals, but they don't necessarily always translate into a piece of business. And I think one of the things I kind of assumed starting this process was, actually, I've worked with a lot of corporate brands. I feel like I should be able to reach out to them, tell them a little bit about Defy, and hopefully they'll be like, yeah, we've worked with Sunny. Let's try and find the right project. And actually, that's been the biggest barrier because all these big corporates, you know, unbeknown, they've got, you know, particular agencies that they work with. And I've worked for tier one agencies, and it's very difficult to take yourself off the roster unless you're not delivering. And therefore, brand managers can't quite, you know, bring you on because there's a whole process to go through. And I think that in my first year was the biggest barrier as in, oh, my gosh, how am I actually going to get my foot in the door? Because 
I can't compete with the likes of WPP. I can't be out there with, you know, some of the big independent agencies, even though, you know, what we're doing, there's a, a, a phenomenal mission behind it. And it was only kind of like through a ex-client through PNG. They mentioned the United Nations, try and look through, you know, some of the projects that they're looking for support. And the UN dropped me an email after I registered to say, hey, you're actually a woman-owned business. And I hadn't thought about that. That was the first time it came to my mind, like, oh, yeah, I am a woman-owned business. And they're like, why don't you take us up on some free training? We'll introduce you to WeConnect. And I was like, I didn't even know that there's an advocacy network group out there that does this. And, you know, lo and behold, as soon as I understood, actually, there's a network that's helping women to access, like, you know, global supply chain. And through them, they were like, you know, oh, you're an ethnic minority. And I'm like, okay, where's this going? They're like, you need to certify yourself as an ethnic minority business. And then next thing you're like, and I'm slightly still conflicted about this, about I have to wear these badges to get my foot in the door. I have to sort of like own the, I'm a woman owned business. I'm an ethnic minority business. And that does open doors. And it's uh, it's one that doesn't quite sit comfortably with me, but I just know that unfortunately that is my only opportunity to kind of have those doors open for me. But it also, on the other side, there's a massive support that comes from all these big corporates that want to help diverse businesses but our capabilities are there our achievements are there what we're you know what we're striving to do that does matter they're not just giving us work for the sake of it it's actually you know you're proven let's try and get you in a tender or you know a process where there's a discussion and if you can you know if you excel you guys can sell yourselves or have the ability to do the work we'd bring you on and that was one of the things with city of london no and i think that I understand that because in in my first ed tech business, you know, I was a foreign female founder, and it was a bad. It, it, I like how you phrase it, a badge. Yes. That I think you know it it does open the door, but you prove yourself in everything yes. you deliver and execute on. I think you're right. That's probably the way to look at it. That it's opening the doors, but I've yet to go in and do all the proofing because just because I'm woman owned or ethnic minority doesn't guarantee anything. Oh, yeah. No, no. And that's the thing is, is your work speaks for itself. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, going in, doing these tenders, getting these clients, one thing you mentioned earlier was building relationships has mm. really gotten you to where you are today. So how did you nurture these relationships, especially as a brand new business owner? Take us back three years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things I often look at, again, going back to the way we were brought up, you know, there was always substance, there was always meaning. And I know, you know, we went through university schooling, and I was probably one that had so many friends, because I kept in touch with everyone. And over the years, you then realize, actually, how do people like, you know, enhance your life? How do you enhance their life? Where's that kind of like meaningful kind of connection? And through some of these clients, I became really good friends who are now you know, perhaps they can't get me through the organization, but they're massive cheerleaders out there supporting me and advising me or making sure I've been put in touch with someone. And I think these relationships do matter because, you know, I've, we're 14 clients in now and there's times where they dip in and out, but we're constantly like, you know, at the forefront to have conversations with them to say, hey, I've noticed this or 
we need to be ahead of this because this is going to be happening next year. And it's it's more, you know, a partnership. It's the value we bring. It's not running the taxi meter the entire time or actually only dipping in and out when there's a paid piece of work. It's actually being a partner to their business and actually adding much more value. And I think that's been an interesting approach because agency life, you can't do that. You're constantly- no. You're on a meter. So if you're trying to explain to your boss, actually, I think it's quite good if I nurture this conversation and it's like, no, they're not pitching any work or there's nothing live, not paying for any fees, move on to the next one. And you're like, gosh, that's not, that's quite cold, quite clinical. And that's not me as a human being. So it's that thing again, full circle. People always remember you. And, you know, if the right things resonate, they'll reach out. I love that. I think the way you approach it with such a genuine attitude, Mm. you know, you're not always knocking on the door. You're giving them value and advice. Yeah. And I think you must get this as well. I'm often like, you know, you wake up in the morning and you're like, gosh, why is my phone going 10 to the dozen? And you're like, it's all these LinkedIn requests or emails and people are constantly selling. And I'm like, it doesn't work. I switch off to things like that. I delete them or I block them. And I think that also made me realize on day one, do not sell. And and I know it sounds crazy. I've sold so many people that actually don't need to sell yourself. Like, just be very clear what it is that you do. Make sure you've got something very distinctive about your proposition. But then also, how are you going to help that brand or that business realize its goals and find the shared value? If you can tell someone that story, your foot's already in the door. You don't need to go in and say, and we can do this, and we can create one of these because everything else comes off the back of it. And, you know, that's, I've, I, I'm hoping I'm not the only one that's doing this, but I just think to myself, that's a clever strategy just to have a conversation with someone. You know, these these conferences that happen every year where there's loads of procurement buyers from big global brands I've never, ever walked up to someone and said, hey, we're a branding consultancy and I think you should work with us because we're women or we're an ethnic minority. I've actually done my research to think, actually, there's only four brands I really want to talk to because I've read something or I've understood something. And I think our team can genuinely help them with some of those goals. And it it has worked. It's been a great approach. And someone from one of the big corporates like, gosh, that was quite refreshing. Um, and I said, I might not be for you, but... It's just, it's just a thought piece. So there's certain approaches that are working that, you know, agency world when I was in, I would never been able to have done because I'm not getting paid for it versus the time I invest now in these relationships. And I think defy for it to be successful, you have to put the time in, you have to put this energy in and taking this approach is working. So I'm just going to keep sticking to it. I, I love that. And I think if you can offer value in every conversation you have, you're indirectly selling yourself. You are a thought leader. You are sharing something that they can go apply and they're going to think of you. Absolutely. You know, the next time that marketing piece does come up. Yeah. And I, I get a lot of people who are like, gosh, you give a lot of value away. And I'm like, you know, if I if I can give someone a great idea, you know, and, and if they don't necessarily, you know, if they're bootstrapping, I get that. But if that changes someone's life, how can you measure that? How can you like genuinely say, actually, there's a value that you need to attribute back to me? If someone's life has been improved, if something is creating better for the planet, then so be it. And I'm just a bit like, you know, it's this mode, there's constant take, take, take. And I think everyone's been so conditioned to it that 
when you actually give, it's a bit like, hold on, you're giving something away. And you're like, so what? Like, you know, I've got plenty that I attract that comes into my life. So the balance is right. And I think you just need to find it. And again, it, it goes back to some of like my, you know, being seek the beliefs, the way, you know, it's what you do for others over yourself. And I think everything balances itself out. No, it's it's crazy now that we live in a world where kindness is mm. disruptive in the world of business. <laughs> it's, it's very I'm hoping true. maybe you'll change. And I think some of these brands that are coming out, you know, the new generation, I think when we first had the, you know, the term challenger brand was coined, and you looked at these challenger brands and think, what is it that they are doing that's really disrupting? And many, many moons ago, you were just like, wow, they, they're just doing things better, aren't they? And you're just like, how is this so novel? We we should be doing things that are better. We should be kinder. We should be nicer. We should be not having an impact. We shouldn't be polluting, you know, water with chemicals. We shouldn't be, you know, mass unnecessarily, you know, promoting consumerism but how did we get to that level to another generation of brands to come in to be like we're not going to do that we're just going to do the right thing and you're just like it's not rocket science what they're doing but it's just woken us all up oh absolutely absolutely and I think it's refreshing now that uh, in my goal social entrepreneurship is just going to be synonymous with entrepreneurship yeah. Um, because we're living in a world that's on fire. We're living in, you know, such turb like turbulent mm -hmm. times. Um, so if you were going to speak to one of these social entrepreneurs or one of these up and coming challenger brands, you know, what piece of advice would you give them? You know, how can they really brand themselves and vocalize themselves as a social impact organization? I often think, you know, our approach when people are asking like what's so different about what you guys do and I think you know to give the right value we're always impact centric driven so most brands and this is like you know agency world you would have been at the heart of everything you did was brand centric it's everything about building that brand it's awareness it's kind of like visibility equity etc and it was the brand but not actually what did it do for others and we actually take a very very linear it's really linear like think about the impact that you are having what is it that you are going to do and let's shift that focus to the positive impact and try and get your brand to be synonymous with actually we're in the we're in the business of doing this because it creates better so we're often saying to our clients, like, let's kind of like, you know, sit down and cover what it is. What's your vision? What are the values? And only by understanding that can we kind of like unlock their power of like, you know, their purpose and the power in their purpose, sorry, and then help them to strategically shape what their brand foundations look like. What are the principles? And I often think many brands or solo entrepreneurs or some of these new brands that are upcoming, they forget about the foundations of their brand. They're like, got this great idea and they run. And they don't really think about, well, actually, how am I setting the stones of making sure this brand is going to be able to achieve its goals? We're online. We all know what our vision is, how we're going to accomplish that in our day-to-day -day mission. And it's just been a bit more grounded in that. But once you've got this phenomenal kind of like, I often say it's an intelligent impact strategy because that's what you need. You need an impact strategy as opposed to, 
I want to build this brand and this is where we're going. You weave this story doing into this. And I'm a massive advocate about stop talking about the things that you'd like to see out there. Let's start talking about the things that you are doing. So your story mm. doing has to be in every facet of your brand. Think about your expression, how you're verbally communicating yourself, how you're visually appearing, the experiences you're going to offer, where you're going to show up, the story doing has to be at the heart of everything. And when you're when you're doing that, at what comes to the forefront is your social or your environmental impact. And that's what's going to make you stand out from many of the other brands because they're too busy building their own brand, their own visibility and counting vanity metrics like likes or shares, etc. But actually, these brands that think about actually we're in this market or in this business to create better or to serve an unmet need. And this is, you know, this is what we do and this is the impact we have. And actually, these brands are the ones that are accelerating. These are the ones that are doing exceptionally well. And it's sustainable. It's not a gimmick. They're the ones that will be around for the next 15, 20 years. Their mission will evolve. You know, they will have achieved a lot of goals, but they will be paving the way. They'll be creating, you know, blueprints for others to follow and building better ecosystems around their own brand versus those that are taking a brand-centric approach. I love that because I remember the very, 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 let's take it back to 2018, first branding worksheet literally was concentric circles with your oh, brand wow. in the middle. Yeah. And just turning that on its head, that will change everything. That will change your marketing, your impact strategy, everything you mentioned. And that, you know, will change the way, exactly like you said, change yeah. up in the ecosystem. 100%. Like, you know, and I think there's nothing, you know, back in the day, like, you know, Kotler, all of these great marketing strategists, all the kind of like the big gurus that were out there. It was always, you know, brand first, you know, and you think about, you know, some of the heroes that were out there, like you look at what Anita did with the body shop. Now I'm talking like when I'm 11, 12, at the weekend, meet up with your friends, and you're walking around like, you know, a little kind of like retail park and the body shop. You're like, firstly, it stands out because no one's doing anything like this. But at the core, it was always about sustainability, but it was being ethical as well. And her products, you know, they were, you know, they weren't overpriced, but they were novel because nobody else was doing this. And you think about the foundations that she set and she is paving the way. There's so many more brands out there now that are trying to create better. But she was one of the first. I actually thought, I don't need to build up body shop. What I need to build up is what is happening out there. It's this impact we're having. If you can, you know, buy our products, if you can support our mission, sign our surveys, if you can, you know, be behind and back us, we can create better opportunities for so many people. And she really did break the mold. She really did redefine the way that she kind of like built that business. And it's, super uber successful now and she's probably one of the biggest pioneers out there. and you know she was the only one I looked up to as a like wow look at this role model like look at what she's doing and how she's creating something that genuinely is serving better for others and yeah it's profitable and she could take the profits put it into community initiatives she can give back but doesn't it just show when you do something that's right by others it can make you know not just themselves thrive but a profitable business that helps all sorts. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I look up to her story and I think so many ways she mm. kind of set the blueprint 
totally and normalized it in a way Ooh. that I don't think any other business had yeah. before then. No. So speaking of, you know, making this impact, leaving this legacy, what does the future look like for you, Sunny, and Defy Brands? You know, what is your desired impact with your business? Wow. We've got like, I often say to people like, I know we're coming three years in, um, there's still so much to be done. Like, I, I think I'm coming towards the end of this year, you know, we certified our B Corp this year, which is amazing, but it's put us on a path like we are only just starting you know creating the right kind of like you know standards best practices we're going to be continuously improving ourselves and that's a big piece of work to look at how do we can make sure that we stay true to everything we're saying and how do we really genuinely put in the right practices but i just think the future right now as well as the social impact project it's a grassroots project that we're looking at starting up i was fortunate to be a visiting fellow for a venture capital firm and the first cohort that arrived i looked around the room and when everyone kind of did the introductions their stories i was like ah okay they've all been to amazing like ivy kind of league style universities all around the world they've got amazing networks they've got parents that work in phenomenal businesses and if their idea in this room doesn't get funded i'm sure someone will and i i looked around and i thought if this was me i don't even think i would have got my foot in the door i think someone oh. probably would have been like sounds great but not sure and at that point i realized you know a couple of months into it and i thought we've got this money and i keep talking about the social enterprise project i now know what it is that we want to do and i want to set or create an opportunity where something like a grassroots project you know can help young adults from you know disadvantaged communities who won't necessarily perhaps go on to university whether it's social reasons or financial reasons but what if one of them have got a great idea? What if we can help them in a in a way to shape their idea, give them the confidence to pitch in front of corporates? I seem to be in networks of corporates. I'm hoping they're going to be able to help and actually protect their IP as well. What if we can make a difference to one person who potentially may have just thought, I'm not going to go to uni. I'm not going to get my idea out there. I don't think there's anyone great that's going to support me. What if we can do that? So I think there's a lot happening for next year onwards, you know, aside from continuing our B Corp journey, thinking about our social impact project, but there's plenty to keep us going. It's always great when you just come across more and more entrepreneurs who are up and coming in terms of like similar to ourselves, very impact driven. Key thing is just stay true to your mission. Like just be persistent and think about building that supportive network. As I, I think we spoke about earlier, before we joined it's been a crazy year and the founder's journey i've just realized is not an easy one to take and i think i've been the most challenged this year where i've just been like oh my gosh what am i doing but what the greatest thing has been i've built a great supportive network around me i've got great cheerleaders who just remind me why i'm doing what i'm doing and you know it i get to the point where Yes, the start of this year, where are we now, December? And you're like, look at what's been achieved. Look at the difference it's made. And then it just excites me about, can't wait to get this social impact project off the ground. Can't wait for our B Corp journey to kind of really take off. So let's see. And then I think in five years time, if we're some leading force in, you know, trying to promote gender equality or we've changed things in the creative industry, I think that's a great feat. I love that. I love that. So, Sunny, if people want to, you know, learn more about your journey, learn more about Defy brands, where should they look? 
Yeah, if anyone's interested to learn more, uh, by all means, check out defy-brands.com or find me on LinkedIn, um, Sunny Secon. Um, just don't sell. <laughs> we told you guys that earlier. Let's make yeah. meaningful connections. Yeah. Meaningful connections. If you genuinely want some support or, you know, and our networks are constantly growing. I'm always, always up for hearing stories and happy to help people put you in touch with people. So yeah, find me through the website or connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Sunny, for sharing your insights. I found this so refreshing and inspiring and I can't wait to see what Defy Brands does in 2024. Oh, bless. Thank you so much. And I know you've been a massive supporter. You've helped me at the beginning of our journey. So yeah, testament to Defy. It's all those people around us in our own ecosystem. So no, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Really enjoyed this. Thank you. Wow. What I love about Sunny is the way she approaches business from such a genuine and kind place, building relationships that have prospered in her business. She is someone who not only practices what she preaches when it comes to having an impact-centric organization, but she's also spreading this message and spreading this ethos to brands far and wide. So if you haven't checked out Sunny's work, don't worry. All of her links are in the show notes, and she is just as wonderful as she sounds. Honestly, you need to connect, uh, whether that's on LinkedIn or checking out Defy Brands. Now, I know we're coming to a close of 2023, but there are so many amazing things coming up with everyday entrepreneurship in the new year. So if you want to be the first to find out about our latest interviews, behind the scenes, episode drops, as well as upcoming impact business coaching, like taking your idea to action in 30 days or less, then you have to sign up for my newsletter. The link is down in the show notes, and I'm telling you, we keep it real when it comes to sharing these practical tips and inspirational stories. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to this conversation today. I hope you got as much value as I did. And if it was inspiring for you, please drop us a rating, a quick 30-second review wherever you listen to podcasts. That is honestly the best Christmas gift I could receive this year. So thank you so much for listening in. And until next time, this is Everyday Entrepreneurship. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Everyday Entrepreneurship. To stay tuned and most up to date, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me, Caitlin Fritz, on Instagram. And if you have any questions about building your business with impact, drop me an email with the link in the show notes. This podcast is produced by the great people at the Podcast Boutique. I look forward to catching up with you next week. See you then.